0: All right, well, I can hear myself. Good morning, everybody. As always, it's a privilege to uh, be up on the the stage speaking in front of you. I don't take it for granted. In fact, I consider myself a servant of God. So as such, I'm humbled to to present the Word of God. And I pray that God speak through me because Jonathan Gaio has no power. But with God, I have authority. Amen? Amen. And so I pray that his Word of God goes forth. Through my mouth, and that you'd be able to receive as fertile soil, Amen? Amen. All right. As they pull up the uh, the screen, um, I have a presentation, and it's called "Cultivating the Church." Why cultivating the church? It's extremely important um, at this time, this period in time. It's extremely important to understand who the church is. It starts with us, Amen. Amen. And as it starts with us, we look around us, we look at our atmosphere, and where we're growing. And we see, man, this is kind of a yucky place, huh? This America is not what it used to be. So I remember last week, uh, I had the privilege to share a little bit about of a uh, a vision that I had as I was praying. So this on the screen is my favorite glass that I always drink water out of or any favorite beverage, and it has the American flag on it. So, you know, I love to support uh, to support the cause. This is a symbol of freedom for me, um, and. It's been shifting around. This symbol of the American flag no longer stands what it used to stand for in some people's eyes. In others, like you and I, we can, we can be able to mentor those people and say this is what this symbol means for us. Amen? So in my, as I was praying, there was an impression set before me, and it was this cup that was completely dirty. It had fingerprints all over. It was scuffed up. It could have had you know, soap scum on it. And just a light seasoning of dust all over it so this is what it looked like as I as I was praying and if I invite you over uh, which glass would you like to drink out of the one on the right absolutely not either one Brandon you can drink from the one on the right if you'd like <laughs> um, so what this meant and the interpretation of that prayer was we no longer are used by God in a certain way because In order to be used the more you use a utensil the more you wash it amen and so the way that we are washed in the church is by the Word of God sometimes and somewhere along the line our nation has stopped the desire to be washed it's not that God no longer wants to use us it's that we thought that we we saw ourselves wise and our wisdom made us like fools so now where we once were a shiny red cup or shiny sorry clear cup that was used by God now we are finding ourselves on the right where we have filth and we're unused so today I was impressed to share a little bit of word of how we can cultivate the church starting with ourselves all right so as I was reading Romans is extremely powerful it's one of my favorite books in the Bible and I'm gonna share a little bit of Bible study tricks uh, with some fancy animations to help me. So in Romans chapter one, this is a very popular verse. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth first or to the Jews first and also to the Greeks. It's the power of God. So what is the power of God? It's the gospel of Christ. There is one gospel of Christ that was preached and we should keep to that one truth. Amen? There's a lot of Gospels that we're now hearing in modern-day churches that talk about a lot about prosperity that oh, uh, If you just pray the sinner's prayer, you're good You're good welcome, right? And that's a little scary because if we hear from the Word of God from Jesus Christ himself He says things that are not like that and it needs to worry us as we read this word It says work your faith out with with trembling and fasting, right? so for it's the gospel of Christ for it, which is the Gospel of Christ, is the power unto salvation, so it's producing salvation within us to who to everyone that believeth. so uh, the legend on the bottom shows that I marked uh, highlighted in green everything that's good, uh, red for everything that is bad, and then anybody that's affected or influenced by that statement it's in purple, and then a yellow. Uh, Signifies that there's a parallel that we have to focus on and then blue is the action So the action here is to believe so the gospel of Christ is the power of God unto salvation that everyone or to everyone that believeth For therein is a righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written thou shalt live by faith so you see that this term revealed there's going to be another parallel that we also focus on so Throughout all of Scripture, it says that there is this gospel that has been revealed to us. There is an unveiling, if you could think about that. There is a a growth that we had not seen from an invisible uh, being into a, a visible thing that we can tangibly see and witness. So what we're seeing here is the righteousness of God is produced by faith. It's revealed from faith. In other translations where it says from faith to faith, It's from the beginning to the end of your faith. Remember how we say that Jesus is the finisher of our faith. So it is written, the just shall live by faith. Likewise, there is the opposite on this parallel. So for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against who? All ungodly and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. This is so impactful here. So let me break it down. In Genesis chapter 1 God created the earth. He created the heavens. He created all things He is the creator and he is gracious enough that he created you and I in his image in his likeness, right? It's interesting that on day 4. He also created the dry ground He separated it and then he started creating herbs and he said that I will create them with the seed and in the likeness of that seed right And I was wondering I was like wow You know, I know this church has heard me probably overuse this statement, but praise God that I overuse it. But the word of God is a seed. Amen? So if God commanded everything to grow on this earth, and he said, in the likeness of that seed, and it grows, well, if I plant an apple seed in the ground, hmm, what comes out? An apple tree, right? I think I heard somebody say peaches. It's so silly. All right? So if you plant the word of God inside of you, what comes out? The word of God God in the likeness of the creator himself. Amen? Amen? I'm not saying that we are above him. I'm not saying that we are the God. I'm just saying that he has given us a privilege to be sons and daughters through adoption, through his power, the power of his word, so we can have that authority in the likeness and in his image. Another thing, Adam. You know, Adam means dust, right? From dust we were... Breathe the breath of life into our nostrils. He actually adama is the word and it means dirt It means like fertile soil. And so whenever we see this parallel, we see that there's a fork in the road Okay, so you can either go to the left and reveal the righteousness through your faith For others to see or you can reject the word of God Go to the right and what will be revealed to you and to all that do ungodliness and unrighteous deeds is the wrath from heaven if that doesn't scare you, I don't know how to get your attention after that, right? But we're going to continue to unfold here as we go. So I'm going to continue on the right side if, if we continue in this wrath of God. Starting with a parable. Jesus in Luke chapter 13 in verse 6 says, He spake also this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. Then he said unto the dresser of his vineyard, behold, these three years I have come seeking fruit on this particular fig tree and find none. What do we do about it? Cut it down. Why cumbereth it in the ground? Why does it bother to even take up space? And he answered saying unto him, Lord, let it alone this year then till I shall dig it out uh, and dung it. And after it bear fruit, well, and if not, then after thou shalt cut it down and these that he cuts down will be thrown into the fire. So these are the the fruits or these are the fruitless things that he created and they are not so they were not meant to be without purpose. Amen. Amen. Are you following me here? Yeah. All right, Mark chapter 11. It's actually Jesus, it's an account where Jesus passes a fig tree. So it's no longer a parable. And on the morrow when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. And this is Jesus seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came and and if haply He might find anything thereon. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for the time of the figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard that. Right? And there's a little bit that I skipped over, so we're skipping from verse 14 to 19. And so as they're returning, when it was even, when even was come, when he went out of the city, and in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, said unto him, "Master, behold, the fig tree, without which thou cursed, is withered away." And Jesus, answering him, said unto him, "Have faith in God." So there is an interpretation on this. Um, what it says after this, so I'm not taking out of context, is he then says, you know, for if you surely say to this mountain, move. It will be moved for you, right? That was the context. But here, as I'm reading, there is a purpose for that fig tree. And that fig tree did not produce what it was supposed to, the fruits that it was supposed to. And God is saying, have faith in God. If I go back, remember that we produce the righteousness of God through our faith. Amen? So as we believe, and I'm going to build up on this word faith, as I have in the past, but it is so important for us to get. So let's continue reading. In verse 20, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. That means you and I have no excuse. They were all set before us. In a very intricate and elaborate way, God made himself known. Even in the things that are seen and unseen, he has made himself known. Verse 21, because that which they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish hearts were darkened. So I see this verse, and I see two things that I need to do that, that are actions. Because that when they knew God, so whenever we're knowing God, they glorified him not as God. I'm saying, hey, I don't want to be a part of that crowd, so what should I do? I shall glorify God. And neither were they thankful oh I need to be thankful in all things right that's how I glorify God I glorify him and I point to him all things and I say I'm thankful for you because you created all things you have provided for me you have given me this brain you have given me this body and nothing I could have done you caused this thing to grow thank you I cannot do it without you right remember in John chapter 15 Jesus says I am the vine and you are the branch without me. You will not produce any fruit any fruit zero whatsoever Every single walk of life, whatever you do in your life Whether it be an occupation or whether it be how you love your loved ones your families your friends Thank you, God. It's by him that you're able to do that Continuing on that verse or sorry in this chapter professing themselves to be wise they became fools Wow And changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and To birds and four-legged or four-footed beasts and creeping things Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their bodies between themselves Who changed the, the very truth of God into a lie? Anything that has been modified that is not the the pure truth, right? And worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Amen. So we call this idolatry, my friends. This is idolatry. Whenever you raise something up, even before the Most High, and you raise it higher than Him, that is idolatry. So I'm going to go a step further because I was actually challenged as well. There was a testimony that I heard of somebody that was um, that witnessed Jesus Christ Himself. And Jesus called that person out and said, "Well, you have idols." And and the person was like, "Really? What, what could it be, Lord? I thought I repented of everything." And he said, "Well, it was. You know, you have a, a dream that you're going to meet somebody, and that person is going to lead you to Christ even more. You're going to desire, you know, to marry a husband or a spouse that encourages you in Christ, and that's going to be what your goal is. That's an idol." Ooh, okay. But what? No, that's an idol. Next, you have another idol, and it's even bigger than that one. Well, Lord, what, what could it be? Well, you said that you will follow me, but you have some questions about, well, how come the sick, you know, how come they're sick and how come they're crippled? Maybe if, if you get that answer, maybe you can follow me. That is an idol. I've given you the word of God, and you believe, believe it without question i am the lord i answer to no man but you have another idol in front of you well what is it you sing and and you perform and music is your talent oh lord lord okay that i've dreamed i didn't even work on that that was imparted to me don't you know well i'm telling you today you will no longer sing You'll no longer participate in music unless I tell you to. (sighs) That's my entire life. That's what I dreamed of. That's, That's where I wanted to go. That was exactly my progress. You must hate everything and follow me. Can you guys do that? I'm not preaching to you alone. This is me included, okay? What does Jonathan want to do? Where was Jonathan going before he met Christ? And now... Even listening to that testimony, I've been completely changed and like uh, the fire within me has been challenged, right? I'm challenging myself. What am I thinking about? What have I asked God for either direction? What decisions have I made without him? And I call him my Lord. Wow. Do we know what the, the word Lord means? Wow. So that's idolatry. Just be keeping that in mind as well. So continuing on verse 26. For this cause... God gave them up into vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. Do I have to read this? Because this isn't really happening in America, is it? (laughs) Or should I continue reading just in case it happens in the future? And likewise also men, leaving the natural use of women, burned in their lust one towards another, men with men working that which is unseemingly, and receiving in themselves that recompense. Of their error, which was meat and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge uh, God gave them over to a reprobate mind and to do those things which are not convenient you see that so we are paving our path and we choose our destiny whenever we don't give it to God the creator of our destiny the creator of all things that we have our gifts our talents everything that's good out of us but if we ignore and turn from him We're choosing ourselves as our God we're serving ourselves in those days they will serve their bellies their bellies will be their gods have you heard that Mm -hmm. this that's the the season of apostasy where we're actually I want to say where we're headed but I believe we're actually there if you look around at the churches oh boy there are some corrupt churches out there so what are the fruits of going down this route it's being filled with all unrighteousness fornication wickedness Covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignment or malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things. How many things have we seen invent uh, invented lately that's so evil? Unmerciful. All right, skipped. Disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, Im- implacable, unmerciful. Who, knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of what? Death. Not only to do the same, but they even have the pleasures of doing them. It's like like a dog returning to his vomit. Like a pig that goes into his filth and just rolls around. Right? We have to point out sin. We have to call it out in our hearts first. Am I the only one that had that secret sin? Mm, Nobody knows about this one. Ooh. I'm just going to return here. Nobody will know it. It doesn't hurt anybody, right? Why? It doesn't really control me or it doesn't tell me I, I can't go to heaven. God is merciful, right? Right? Just beware. This is one of the most important tools that I can present to you. Oh, wrong side. This is for my children, by the way. This is a mirror. In chapter 2 it talks about how we judge people right so sometimes actually whenever I found myself sinning and I would wash my hands and I would just glaze up and I would look at myself I didn't like what I saw is am I alone did anybody does anybody relate to that and I think what it is is my spirit is actually bearing witness saying that is not who you are That is not the word of God in you. You have the image. You bear the image of God, but you look like an actor, right? And in in, in the Bible, whenever Jesus says hypocrites, it actually means actor. Are you guys hypocrites? Are you actors? Do you come to church? Oh, praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hey, 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 get better, right? Mm. So the mirror Before we judge others, we must look at ourselves. So if we're cultivating a church, church, we look at ourselves. It says in 1 Peter that there will be judgment first in the church. Amen? So chapter 2 in Romans. Therefore thou art excusable. There is no excuse. O man, whatsoever thou art the judge. Wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself, for thou judgest, doest the same thing. But we are sure that the judgment of God, in accordance to the truth, against them which committeth such things. And thinkest thou, O man, that judgest them which do such things, and dost the same, or doest the same, that thou shalt escape from the judgment of God? So you think that because we go to church, and we know what is right, and we try to do our best, do you think that we're going to escape the judgment of God? No, or despisest thou the richest of his goodness? This is this is one of the the key points here. Despisest thou the richest of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering, knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance, to repentance. So we look at his goodness and we just taste his goodness. The word repentance is what should come about. Let me get to that real quick. But let me just finish here. The, let me finish the thought. But after thy hardness and impenitent Heart treasureth up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God Who will render to every man according to his deeds? So everything that we do all of our actions they have a judgment they have wages Right for the wages of sin is death So everything that we do every work that we do we have a wage or we have a salary Do we deserve death with however we do things? I don't know. Let's see so I wanted to point out the term repentance, okay? And, you know, I know that this is not like a, a cheery cheery word, go and get them, tigers, but this is more of a gloomy, but this is a godly sorrow. So it's okay. It's okay to feel this way. You don't have to go out there and be like, man, I wasn't cheered up at church today. Well, let's let's get to the truth here, amen? Do you guys want the truth? Yeah. Who's seeking the truth here? Amen? You're with me. Okay, repentance. So I like how Billy Graham says it. And it also helped me alter my mindset. You know, before I would sin, I'd be like, oh, sorry, God, I'll try not to do it again. <clears throat> Is that repentance? Is that true repentance? <laughs> it's not true. In fact, you, I, we need to be baptized in this true repentance. And so, what repentance means, it, Billy Graham even pointed out, he said, repentance isn't being sorry that you did something, it's being so sorry that you know you'll never, ever, ever do it again. That you're hurting that that it's it's the relationship that you hold with the covenant maker that you're hurting right so another thing he talks about faith faith goes hand in hand with repentance and in a illustration he talks about there is a tightroper a tight rope walker okay and he was walking over Niagara Falls and he was so talented that he even challenged himself so much that he carried a wheelbarrow that is 200 pounds with dirt in it. 200 pounds of dirt. And he's carrying it. And so he's, uh, Billy Graham is likening faith unto the man that says, Oh, wow, that's amazing. Man, I, he can do it. I know he can. Woof. I'm his biggest fan. And then that guy finishes his walk and he dumps out the dirt and he looks at his biggest fan. All right. How much do you weigh? 200. You ready? Jump in. Oh. Well, You know, I I know you can do it, but with me, eh, I'm out. I'm out. Ooh, is that, is this hitting home? Is this faith? Right? So whenever we give Jesus our all, is he asking for 99%? What number? What number? 100, 100, 100%. That, oh my goodness, that challenges me so much. How many times do I walk out that door and, oh, Jonathan, you're so wise. You can decide what you do and you can decide the direction of your... No, no. Lord, what would you have me do today? Do this. But don't you know that I worked so hard for that? Did I ask? Yes, sir. Yes, Lord. I love you. All right, to cheer you up, let's talk about sunshine, rainbows, and butterflies, okay? All right, so... Let me talk about the cycle of a butterfly. This kind of hit me with repentance. So, a butterfly starting from that leaf. If you see this, oh, I think I have a laser. Hmm. Apero. Thank you. All right. Here is the egg. The butterfly lays the egg, and the egg lands on a leaf under under the leaf for protection. Once that little egg is hatched, it. Comes comes into a larva form and that larva has a chewing mouth and it eats the leaf on which it was hatched So that whole leaf is for meal For that larva that larva eats and within a week or two it gains enough strength It actually grows up to ten times its normal size. Actually. I think it's a hundred, but I'm not here to teach you biology I'm here to speak the Word of God. Amen Amen. so just just trust me on this one that it's an amazing thing that starts with an egg it turns into larva. The larva eats the leaf and continues on its journey eating all this good stuff. And then, as it feeds itself, uh, it gets a strength to have a, suppressing a uh, something that suppresses an enzyme that helps it grow, okay? All right, so once it cocoons, it no longer has that enzyme that suppresses. So now these enzymes are causing it to grow into something that, it, that it's always meant to be, which is a butterfly, Right? So at this stage, the butterfly then hatches from the cocoon, and it's completely altered. In fact, it no longer has that chewing mouth that it once did as a caterpillar. Did you guys know that? I thought that was interesting, too. I just wanted to bring it to your attention. So now, okay, since I'm a biology scientist, uh, I want to say that the butterfly now, instead of having a chewing mouth, it has a straw thingy. Okay, The straw thingy sucks up some other stuff. It's nectar. Okay, that's that's the biology term for you guys Um, But does it have a chewing mouth anymore? Right Man, I remember whenever I first started a Bible study and please hear me. out. I'm not boasting This is how I knew I was gonna learn the Word of God if you want to teach something or if you want to learn something hard You better teach it, right? That's kind of how you learn You, you better know your word, right? so I remember when I started that Bible study I would start it up and I would start it with the the people that I knew that were willing to learn the word of God Then on the weekends. Oh man, it's time to kick back and relax. Where are my friends at hey. Hey, Johnny They used to call me Johnny Johnny. Come here. Hey, man Hey, let's not let's not talk about this stuff uh, around Johnny because he's changed He's changed. He can't handle it. Oh, come on guys. I'm the same person. Please. I got I'm cool, right? Like no, I just I'm reading the Bible and it's it's about salvation and everything. But come on, like I'm not I'm not different. I'm the same person. Come on. Yeah. I didn't know that that wasn't right. Yeah. Right? Okay. We are leaving. We are repenting, repenting from what we were. We completely die to self, Amen. and we receive this new, new, life new life through Jesus Christ through His resurrection. We are resurrected in Him. Amen. We have been bat- baptized in the resurrection and we also died the way that he died. So as we walk in life, I know that sometimes it's very hard as a Christian. You're like, man, I thought I love you. I thought I was supposed to have favor. What happened, God? All your promises and I'm going through this grief and trials. Where are you? My son, I'm right here. I'm walking you through them. Where do you think your strength is coming from? In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, it talks about... He will never give you more than you can handle, right? And, and I, I don't mean to, uh, to paraphrase that. I wish I had my Bible up here. Uh, but before that, it says God is faithful. He is faithful in your life. What are you going through? He's faithful in your life. Thank him for those things, right? Amen. It's easy. Lord Jesus, oh God, I pray for patience. Just make me patient. Just make me patient. Amen. Well, does he do that? Do you wake up and he just injects you with some patience juice and then all of a sudden you're Mr. Patient? Brandon, did he do that to you? Did you work at it? That's right. So what God does, is he, his ways are higher than ours. His thoughts, there's no comparison. So whenever you say, God, make me patient, be careful. <laughs> Watch out what's in front of you. The things that are coming, it will make you patient. But with the love of God and with the truth at your hand, the shield of truth, right, and the sword of the Spirit, whenever you have the word of God, you will be an overcomer. Amen. Amen. Sorry. need some help here. All right, let's talk about butterflies. This is a monarch, I think. Anyway, is this this, uh, resonating with you all? Do you feel challenged as I feel challenged? Amen. I don't mean to step on anybody's toes. I love you all, and this is why I have to do it. Amen? Amen. Okay, chapter 6. What shall we say then? This is about death. Remember, we just talked about dying to self. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin and grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we, that are dead to sin, live any longer therein? Why do we return to that, to that life? Why do we say, God, I've been praying for you, or I've been praying to you for this, and it still hasn't happened. Oh, oh, my, my old sin, right? Oh, but but I've been praying, right? Do you not hear me? Do I need a, to to give a little bit more at church? Do I need to... Help the elderly a little bit. No. No, it's we are dead to sin, and then we trust in the Lord to provide. That you know not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized also into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in the newness of life. For if we've been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. There's a verse in the Bible that talks about how we have become heirs, that those that he justifies, he also glorifies, and that we're also able to reap the benefits of of heirs of the kingdom. Do you think that's fair? (laughs) I look at that and I'm like, hmm, I hope he doesn't catch that typo, because I get to inherit the kingdom of heaven, guys. Yeah, it's... And this is the reason, is because we also need to die in his likeness, so therefore we can rise like him as well, right? Amen. As the word of God is the seed that has been planted into Adama, into Adam, into fertile soil, into you, my brothers and sisters. That seed has to die. It says, for unless a grain of wheat shall fall upon the ground and die, it remains just a single seed with no life, right? So as we know, or some of us know, some of us are farmers, right? So we have a seed, and that seed actually falls into the ground. We plant it, and that seed actually dries out, from what I understand. And that drying out is the death process, right? Then and only then can it be quickened to have life. Then roots burst through the ground, and still nobody can see it happening, right? We're faithful in planting, but God is faithful in growing it. And that's Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit grows it. When we can't see, these things are happening. So it's an intimate, it's an intimate thing that nobody can see, but only you yourself can believe in. So that, that seed dies and then it germinates. It bursts forth roots that have life. And then you start seeing visibility of the fruits first with the leaves. And then it sprouts into a tree and that tree blossoms. And then it gives you flowers, beautiful flowers, right? You didn't think I'd be talking about butterflies and flowers today, did you? And then the tree then gets fruit. It bears fruit. Amen. That fruit is, in this case, a peach. So that's for you, Mr. Brandon. Um, and these peaches are all fruit. They feed us. They nourish us. They have a lot of vitamins, a lot of nutrients. Right. So as we get to eat this, man, don't you enjoy fruits? Like just it the taste. It's it's just nice, right? So the fruits cause nourishment and joy. And so there's fruit. And then guess what there's another seed so what categorizes a fruit as a fruit it's got seeds in it right that's what a fruit is so as you bear fruit those fruits that people get to enjoy because guess what the apple tree or the peach tree doesn't eat of the fruit it doesn't get to enjoy its own fruits right though I'll say this that giving it can be a fruit. can be considered a fruit. And you enjoy, like I enjoy giving just as much as I, if I were the receiver, re- recipient. yeah. So the tree with fruit, it bears fruit, and those fruits have seeds. And they propagate, they go on their own way, they pollinate, they germinate, and they grow more like. Amen? So as we, as we grow in Christ, as we assess ourselves with this fancy tool I have right here, the mirror, right? And we ask ourselves, is the word of God in me? Have I died to myself? Have I, have I come to true repentance? Not just little by little, 99%. Oh, but I'm still clinging onto this. Oh, I'm going to try to bring this to heaven with me. No, your body will die. Why do you cling to something that's going to go away anyway? Why don't you cling to something that will never go away? The eternal life that is with the Father and the Father alone. Through Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Through his truth. So, a little bit more about fruits. Here are the fruits, the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, is joy, is peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. You know, I hear a lot of Christians, ah, I express the fruit of peace. Yeah. But, you know, faith and meekness, I, I got to work on. You know, no. We might be thinking about this all wrong. It might be a thought process. Remember, in Romans chapter 12, it says, Do not conform to the earthly patterns, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right? So we have the word of God renewing our minds here. So whenever you have Holy Spirit at work, it's not necessarily us working and striving. Oh, look at me. I'm practicing this fruit. No. Holy Spirit bleeds through us. He works through us and we we don't have to work at it right we just obey and we deny ourselves of the things that we desire the flesh the things that build up the flesh right I mean how many times do we go home and uh, you know talking about that idolatry where if there's something that satisfies you more than God can that's that's an idol right if you get off on Friday oh, I'm just gonna go to happy hour oh boy I need this drink nobody knows How much I need this oh thank God no I'm not saying that you can't enjoy anything on this earth I'm saying be watchful how you enjoy it because it could slowly but surely become that idol amen that stronghold Uh, I just have a little bit of time maybe I just uh, YouTube some stuff and this hello I'm guilty on this is one of my big strongholds is every moment I need to be glorifying God we can glorify God and, and that's just it. So the most important thing here that you can draw from is your intimacy with God. Okay? This is done in secret. Nobody has to see. It's just you. It's him. And that's it. Holy Spirit, Abba Father, Jesus, the Word of God. You and you alone because there will be troubles in this world, but take heart because he's already overcome it We want to be overcomers by the blood of the lamb the word of the testimony and we love our life not even unto death It starts with intimacy with God. We need to trust in him as a sheep to a shepherd We need to trust in our shepherd and hold their hand as we walk through trouble So how do you do intimacy with God? Of course worship, okay? What do you spend most of your time doing on your free time? Hmm. Well, that could be worship. But whenever you understand and, and see who God is, you praise him for what he does, and you thank him for who he is, and you worship him. That, that is a true worship. That is where you become intimate with God, and he reveals things. It's all about the revelation, right? Remember, as I said, the seed, as it's planted, we don't see the growth of the, of the roots immediately. In fact, we just see the surface. And then we see it burst forth with fruit. Jesus says, you will know them by their fruits. And he was also talking against the false prophets. So, you know, it's all about the fruits. How, how are you doing with the fruits? How are we doing in this life with the word of God at our side? Prayer. Always. Always. Pray without ceasing. Paul does that without ceasing. Supplication and with filled with thanksgiving. He always gives thanks. Remember we um, in Romans chapter 1, it talks about how they that were evil, well, they weren't doing that. They were glorifying him not. Neither were they thankful. So be thankful in your prayers for all things. Read his word and hide it. Remember he says that one day I will... Take this word, and I will put it on the tablet of their hearts. Hide it deep in this heart, so where their trouble will come, you have the word of God to protect you. Oh, where's my Bible? Where's my? Oh, here's my phone. No, we. One day, heaven forbid, we won't have that that luxury. We have to hide it in here. memorize the scripture. That's also a part of it. Seek His voice. Give thanks in all things. Repent quickly. Uh, there was another teacher that I was listening to about repentance and if you find yourself sinning, right or if, or if if you've fallen short He talked about like if you step or if you yeah, if you step on a thumbtack You just leave it in there like ah, man. Oh, that's gonna get infected surely. Oh, dang it I'm just gonna walk with that now. He says you pluck it out as soon as that happens, right? Repent on the spot. Don't let it fester repent right there Lord That's not me. The word of God is more powerful than that. I'm yours. That is not me. And dedicate your works to him, how you serve, how you serve in the church, right? Um, And I use the term, what is it, pew warmers? But we all, all of us, we all have the word of God. We all have a calling. We all have the fruits of the spirit and the, the ability to bear fruits. And so you are called. You are called. And he will justify those that he called. And he will exalt and he will glorify those that are justified, yes, Amen? Amen. So I'm just going to end with this one. Luke chapter 13. Then he then said he. So Jesus says, "Unto what is the kingdom of God like, and whereunto shall it resemble, or shall I resemble it? It is like a grain of mustard seed which a man took and cast into his garden, and it grew and waxed a great tree." And the fowls of the air lodged in the branches of it. And again, he said, "Whereinto shall I liken the kingdom of God? It is like leaven, which a woman took and hid, right? She hid it in three measures of meal till the whole was leavened. Till the whole was leavened. This is what the word of God should do to us. We continue to consume it and hide it. And whenever we, we hide it, it, it grows. And then the whole the whole uh, bread is filled with leaven, right? The whole body is filled with Holy Spirit. We have been baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now we just bear fruit without even asking. We just bear fruit. That's who you are. You go through troubles, there will be trials, but those trials are for others to see so that you can bless them, so that you can overcome by the word, right? By the word of God. And people see that. Like, oh, I really like how Brandon handled that. I don't know how he did that. Praise God. Brandon, hey, can you teach us? Like, can I see you're always peaceful. Has that ever happened to you all? Yeah. yeah. I have a friend that, he saw me do these Christian things, right? And I just gave it time. I would pray f- for him. Lord, may he receive you and may he know the truth, right? One day, five years later, he calls me. And this guy is, he's always in the gym. He's a built dude. Nothing can move him, right? He's crying. Hey, man, I know that you know about God and stuff, right? I think I, think I need to know him, too. I'm tired. Can you help me? Yes. Amen. So how you walk today, walk. Like walk as if nobody's looking like if you're not trying to impress anybody, but he notices right? He notices and he causes it to grow even like the seed that's planted deep in the ground when we can't see the roots forming Oh, they're forming five years. It took this guy to call me They're forming This is the church guys Yeah, America America needs the Word of God in you So let's, um, <clears throat> let's bow our heads and pray. Jesus, uh, we come before you and we worship you. We recognize that we are sinful beings. Like Isaiah says, who am I? Like, Lord, send me. But woe is me, for I am ruined, for I'm a man of unclean lips. And you have taken that, that coal and you placed it on Isaiah's lips. In the same way you have given us the word of god today and i know that we've struggled i know that we toil but father you have a plan for us and only you know how it's going to come about but we're asking that you help us reach that true repentance for your glory that we glorify you and glorify us not help us to have that true repentance that we are baptized in that true repentance that we Come to know what it means to die to self, to deny our past, and to pick up our cross and follow you daily. Quicken our spirits, Almighty Father. Use Holy Spirit to show us all things, to reveal your word of God to us, so that we may may be impactful for your kingdom and for your will, and not ours. This nation, as we prayed, even in the morning, this nation is wicked and filled with adulterous things. Help us, Lord, help us save souls. These are beautiful people, but their ways have been sinful. We ask for forgiveness, and we ask for a spirit of repentance. And I pray, Father God, that these are coming from the fruits, that we come to learn that through our goodness and through the fruits that we bear, that they will taste the goodness of you and also be called to that same repentance. Father, help us. We need you. We can do nothing without you. We cannot bear any fruit without you. We praise God for the word of God that has been preached today. And I pray, Father, um, anybody on YouTube, online presence, anybody in this church that has been moved, I pray you would continue to grow that in them, that you will not let them rest until they go and meet with you in the prayer closet, until they meet with you and have this intimacy that will change everything. Father, we worship you. You are worthy. You are worthy and you are holy. May we be holy like you, 100% in faith, believe in you and your word without question. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Abba Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your gentleness towards us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So for those of you online, uh, thank you for joining. If you have any questions, please contact us at contact at spiritoprophecychurch.com. That's an email right there. Uh, you can also, which would be helpful, like and share the video to anybody that needs to hear it and subscribe with more content because we have a whole bunch of content that you need to know. So praise God for that. And then also, one way to help is to donate because we have missionaries with boots on the ground currently. They're in Honduras um, and we're just praying for them. We're praying for their safety. We're praying for the Word of God to grip the hearts of those that are. Uh, in bondage in slavery or witchcraft any of that we're praying for the the will of the lord to uh, come at hand so donate help donate the way that you do that is you log on to spirit of prophecy church just google that and you'll be the first to pop up and then you'll see a little box on the right says donate click on that and you can donate there by clicking that button and you can also become a ministry member we're looking to win souls, ladies and gentlemen. That's, that's our heart, is to win souls and to uh, pluck them out of the grasp of the evil one because they belong in the Almighty's hand. Amen? Amen? So that's the best way that we can do it. Build this church. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having me as your speaker. And uh, we love you. Continue going in, in the grace of God. Amen. Amen.